0: What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. And you are rocking with none other than John, the John Effect, the Brolivia Pope, the Cheekbone Jones, all that good shit. Sit back, relax, listen to the flip, enjoy the show, tweet, and all that good shit. All right, y'all. Very pleasant good evening, ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen.
1: It is now time. The one and all. This. There never will be another one. Welcome back to another episode of Who Let the Dogs Out. No, no, no. I'm joking. It is a new month. It's April. So you know that means it's time for gay side stories. Reimagine with your two favorite niggas on the planet. I am joined by my partner in crime. I'm going to let him introduce himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What's up, y'all? This is Steven. I mean, Mark Spector. uh, (laughs) Moon Knight? No. Rain Coleman, the Carefree Blurred. Happy to be here for another installment of this fantastic show.
1: Bro, speaking of Moon Knight, way to segue. So, first episode is out. You have a review series in play that is live. Mm-hmm. Uh, the masses <laughs> welcome you back. We did not get a Loki uh, review show. We did not get a What If review show. We did not get a Hawkeye review show. <laughs> but you are back. So, you know, how with this six part series, how are you going into it? And what do you expect from
0: Moon Knight. I fell in love with this nigga. Like I didn't know who the fuck a Moon Knight was, right? Ever. And doing my little research for the uh, you know the prep episode and then the, the uh, first episode of the series, and then seeing Oscar Isaac take on this role, right? I, I I learned so much about the character itself, about his disassociative identity disorder, about his different lives, um, and. I don't know, I failed for him. So for me, it's more or less just like going into a do a review. But I'm trying to really, out of all of the shows that are out there, this is the one show that I'm going to let my imagination run wild. Okay. I usually try to like manage my expectations as a fan, like, oh, this might happen, this might happen. But because a lot of Moon Knight is cerebral, a lot of it is perception, a lot of it is an un, um, unreliable narrator. I'm actually going to, like, lean into fan theories, um, okay. digging into the crates more or less um, than I did in the last series. But, uh, yeah, this this shit is wild, man. <laughs> like, the TikToks is ramping up. I'm about to shoot out at least a video a day. I like, know
1: TikTok, shit. Ozzy, he's coming for you, nigga. He's coming <laughs> for that ass. And the thing about Michael yeah. is he don't have no crazy allegations out there. <laughs> so, um, I I enjoyed it. I, it took me a while to actually get around to it. So, I want to say I just watched it Sunday. Sunday. So, I, I, I let four days pass. It was a ride. I'm fully invested. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see if he is going to crossover to the greater MCU or are there going to be new properties? Is he going to show up at Blade? Is there going right. to be this midnight sun um, mm-hmm. rumor? I, it'll be interesting. Uh but while we in our space of Marvel, so we are a little over a month away from the multiverse. Hello. Hello. A new ah. TV spot just dropped. Do you think there are potential misdirects in the trailer? Because you know how Marvel does us,
0: Bruh. Yeah, I think so. Um, I watched a little bit of it. I don't know who that nigga is behind Wong with the gruesome body and face and shit. I don't know who that is. But I I was mad at the um, Patrick Stewart voice popping up in the I think first or second trailer. Right. But Knowing Kevin, knowing you know Marvel and the, the Mister and the bullshit that they have pulled over the past, I I wouldn't be surprised if like that team up between Wong and Wanda and that other nigga ain't even real, you know, or if that's like something in the first five minutes of the movie, like right. I, and
1: here's the thing, real. and maybe this is my bias. Everyone has been saying from the beginning that Wanda is the big bad and Wanda is the villain. Something tells me that is not the case. This is just my theory, and I'm, I'm not trying to be biased. I think she may cross the line with that, but I don't think that she is the big bad. And the reason mm-hmm. I said that there was a line that might have seemed like just a line for comedic effect where Strange came to her and mentioned we need an Avenger and she's like, there are other Avengers.
0: She's mm-hmm. still
1: repping her set that she's an Avenger. <laughs> so, I mean, like I said, I, I think it's going to cross the line, but ultimately I do not think Wanda is the villain. I think nah. that She may be manipulated in the movie, but we'll see. But I want to chill out on theories because I am (laughs) very excited about this. And the, the, the biggest thing that's really starting to get on my nerves with online, everyone complaining about the runtime being two hours and six minutes. That's weird. I'm like, I thought that was weird because not every fucking movie is meant to be two and a half hours, three hours, three hours plus. Like, I think a good story can be told in two hours, even with some mid-credits and some post-credits,
0: because Mm -hmm. if I'm
1: not mistaken, I want to say the first Doctor Strange
0: was
1: two hours?
0: That sounds about right, because they covered a lot of ground.
1: And I think Uh, the thing is, I think that we just have all these fan theories that it's going to be cameo loaded and nobody has confirmed this.
0: Right, right, right. And so it was, y'all so are really setting you
1: up. Y'all are setting y'all's up. Yeah. Let me see. The first one was an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Mm. And the thing is, you can... nerds, man, I tell you, we entitled to shit. You can always watch the movie again. Like even in right. theaters, you could buy another ticket. Like just or you it's two stay. hours. You
1: stay. There you know <laughs> we go. See and stay. This one is one hundred twenty-six minutes. This is more. This is a longer runtime than the first one. And y'all still complaining? Get out of it. Y'all can mm-hmm.
0: me. Yeah. Y'all,
1: are, these niggas are and non niggas are so pressed
0: and worried about yeah. the fucking things. It's ridiculous. Yeah, man. I'm. I'm just ready for it. If it's an hour, I'm still going to watch this shit. (laughs) Right. It's going to work.
1: And then my thing is, we are a few months out after that with Thor, Love and Thunder. Bruh. I'm like, nigga, where is the trailer? Give
0: Mm. us
1: the trailer. Give us, you know, a snippet. I have a feeling we'll probably run the trailer before... Yeah, uh, Doctor Strange, and then pro- there yep. may even be a um post-credit post scene to Thor because I did that would be the next film in sequence.
0: Yeah, oh, they they're smart. At the very least, after the movie has uh, premiered for that first week or in that first week, we definitely get something, right? Definitely get something. Yeah. Oh boy, what a time to be alive, man! What a time
1: to be alive. So while we alive in the moment. Let's let's kick off the episode. Um, let's do some. Do you want to go with some fan casting first? Fuck Mary Kill or Fuck Mary Kill then fan casting and then finish things off with our main topic.
0: Uh, we we can do some Fuck Mary Kill. I wanna, yeah, slide okay. that slide that on up and out of here.
1: All right. So I'll, I'm gonna let you uh, present your Fuck Mary Kills and then I'm gonna present mine to you.
0: Okay. Uh, fuck Mary Kill for you. So, huh, this one was uh not really hard, but not a hundred percent easy. So I decided to be topical and go with the nominees for best rap album: uh, Nas, Kanye, and J Cole. Fuck Mary Kill. Ooh. Um. This will be easy. I'm going to kill
1: Kanye West. Oh. I I just I the thing is I had to put the goals I had to let the gold niggas down on me. House Mother Kanye is infuriating <laughs> on so many levels. I insufferable to say the least. Yeah. I have to kill him. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um as far as fucking and marrying. I'm going to marry Nas and I'm going to fuck Cole. I feel like that hole is like a pink starburst that never loses its flavor. And my mouth is just salivating at the thought of that hole glistening in all of its strawberry Watermelon,
0: very glory. Listen. <laughs> hey, I agree. I so, agree.
1: I think, okay, so while we're on J Cole, I feel like the sex is spontaneous. I feel like it's a little rough. I'm always out for a game of slapstick. <laughs> so that's going to be it's. Now, Nas is a little bit older. I feel like Nas's sex will be that hey, babe, I'm just coming home from brunch, let's get it in like bada big, bada boom, 25 minutes and be done. And I'm okay with that Aye. because Nas is a man of a certain age. I feel like Kanye's sex is going to be whack. I feel like he overcompensates because <laughs> no, his sex is basura. So, yes,
0: damn. Damn, yay. Sorry, well, yay. Can't argue now, with if, that. This
1: was, if this was 2004, 2005, Kanye, different, but we're not there. So, mm. House Mother Kanye, I don't want to snatch that pocketbook. So, bye. Um, <laughs> Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. are you ready for your Funkberry Kill lineup? Uh,
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: I am going with the theme of creamy, dreamy, and steamy. I have picked three white men from the late 90s, early 2000s. You are going to let the listeners and myself know who you're going (laughs) to fuck, who you're going to marry, who you're going to kill. Our first contestant, Matthew Lillard. Next up, Freddie Prince Jr., last Please. but certainly not least, can slash me up anyway. Sunday. Skeet Orange.
0: Skeet, I'm fucking.
1: You let us know who you're fucking, who you're marrying, who you're killing, and how that sex is. Uh,
0: okay. Ah, uh, let's do shit. If we looking at Damn, I'm thinking. And I will even strong. I will even
1: give you more range. You can choose them right now or
0: you can choose them in their prime oh, i'm good with either one um because is like getting it regardless we've had this conversation that nigga yeah yeah i don't whatever from 18 yes. up, you got I it Skeet. Macaroni you got- <laughs> <cheese. Macaronians. laughs> um damn. see the thing is matthew i'm not attracted to him whatsoever but He's i feel like it's and that would, I feel like that would do enough to at least like be interested. Like every, the Freddie iski, like I'm, you know, I'm automatically there, But Matthew is like the least attractive. He looks so fucking weird. And he I done. always, he, to me, I see shaggy, and not even necessarily in a bad way. Even like when I watch him in Scream or in Good Girls, I still see this nigga shaggy. So unfortunately, I just gonna you know, just kill him. Just just get him out of here. I'm not. I'm not finna fuck around with that shit. Um okay. Freddie, yeah, I can't he uh, tall, but that's about it. Uh Freddie and Skeet. Um Honestly, honestly, damn. See, I I would probably say, and I'm not sure what their finances are set up like, but if we're just going purely off of like visibility, I would probably marry Skeet and fuck Freddie. Mary Skeet because this nigga is uh like attractiveness aside, he's still working. So was on the show that I fucking despise. Yeah. He is actively working. He is like headlining, like lead character, in the adults at least, and has a pretty interesting career. And I would, I would, I would definitely say I'm marrying Skeet. I would fuck Freddie just because my uh childhood, Tamir Maori, I was called a white man's whore. My like <sighs> prepubescent, uh <laughs> if there was a uh what is it? Not not uh Word Up magazine. What was the white magazine back then? Was it I TV? Heard me. Tiger B. Yeah, Tiger that's B. The, one of those. Both of those. Yeah, he's he's the cover guy for that, so I would definitely have to fuck him. Um, Matthew Six, I think, would just be bad, and not I, even I like he's just a terrible person or he's just this exceptional love maker. I just feel like it's not good um, when I see men like that who are actors and they play that. I don't know what that like that. I don't know his whatever his shit is called. I just think that they're hurt terrible in bed.
1: I feel Um, like his good girl's character is him in real life. I just, he's playing, he played mm, that
0: too convincing to me. -hmm. Yeah, and I don't like him on there. I I like that he's playing a real person, but I don't like him. I don't like his character on there. I think he's a a pushover. He's a bitch. I'm not a fan. Um, Sorry, Matt. Uh, Freddie! Freddie! I feel like Freddie is like a former twink, so he's definitely got the harness on, got the bleach blonde hair. He's down for a night of uh, pigs in a blanket, or whatever it's called. Um, <laughs> I blanket. think the the That's fucking so <laughs> so is definitely those. Um, iced up Tina girls, the 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 young thin twinks who are high as a kite at the club. I think it's very much. I'm going to get high as fuck. We can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want to me just as long as I'm high as shit. Right. I don't know why, but I get that feeling from him. And so um, that may be attractive to some. I think we can have a little bit of fun, but it ain't something I'd want to have on the regular. So I definitely say. um, But I do think the sex will be good with him. I, I honestly do. I honestly do. I feel like Sarah knew what she was doing. And I think the sex will be good. Ski. The name says it all. This nigga skeeting. be beating and skeeting all over the place. It's like the <laughs> second A-1. I could yes, be wrong. that dick out, white boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a fan. I don't know. It might be that fan that's in me that's like, oh, even if it's bad, I'm like, oh, hell yeah, this is good, skeet. But I'm definitely, um, I'm rooting for this nigga. He uh-huh. um, very much not. What I would traditionally go for, just like out in the wild, but I definitely all the roles he's played—that's a good-looking man who's aged well. So I'm, I'm thinking that sex is pretty goddamn good. Yeah,
1: I feel like Ski is confident. He knows what he's doing. He's going to take it. charge, and he's going to let you take charge. And that's then it's it. just ropes of nut,
0: and I'm here for it. And I, and honestly, nigga, we could role play some Riverdale shit. I'll put on one of them varsity uh, jackets. Ah, so, so we can get down with the get down, Skeet, Midnight Girl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bruh, Skeet.
1: God oh, damn, skeet, That's skeet, a fine. Skeet. That is a fine
0: specimen of a white man. <laughs> Bruh. Little stay the skeet. Bet that. Okay.
1: So we're gonna mosey on over to our fan casting. So my fan cast, and I'm presenting it to you. I want you to think of this from the lens of a dramatic reimagination, a la Bel Air, another review mm-hmm. show that you have out there, <laughs> it's a Fresh Pod, Shameless Club. Right. So you <laughs> are given the cast of Saved by the Bell. I kind of give it Easter egg. Okay. Twitter last month after we recorded last month's segments. So you yeah. are to cast Lisa, Kelly, Jesse, Zach, Slater, um, Screech, and Mr. Bell.
0: Okay. Uh so full
1: creative licensing if you want to go now, then, wherever. No, 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 no.
0: Okay. So actually, damn, okay. I got an idea. I don't know if okay. I'm gonna pull all of this off, but I'm doing Dramatic retailing, um, saved by the bell. Definitely to put my nerves spin on it for all you uh, fanboy purists out there. And I'm uh, doing uh, multiverse. So these races about to be bent, of course. Um, and I'm putting them in their mid 30s, um, fresh out of not fresh out of college, but like out of college, just starting your career, going back to the reunion. And looking at the school from the past. Um, okay, talk that yeah, shit. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm um, going to start off with Lisa and definitely Kerry Washington. I know that's right. Lisa. I know that's like, right. Like, look, she got the range. We saw scandal. Well, we've seen her career, but scandal. I just, yes. I, I need that. I needed high-powered. Put it in fashion instead of politics. I don't give a fuck. I need that personality. Um,
1: I'm I'm already. Let's see.
0: Okay, so uh, where I want to go next? Okay, we got Lisa out the way. Let me go. Um, Screech, Jonathan Majors. I'm going. Um, nerdy nigga weird dude, went off on his own after high school, like separated from everybody. Has some self discovery, came back, and now this nigga is he's the jock. Um, let's see who we got next. Zach, um, honestly, I would want, okay, before I say this, this nigga racist, Mark Paul got the the original Zach, has he said anything problematic that you know of? Um, actually, actually,
1: no, I think he is very unproblematic.
0: Okay, I'm keeping him. I'm keeping him as that. Um, okay. I think I would want have somebody as the, the uh, someone from the original series like reprise their role. Uh-huh. Um, but then also like seeing him in his older age not as a blonde but as a brunette I kind of want to see about um, Slater, him playing Slater.
1: That would be interesting.
0: Uh, I think I want to go that route. So you still have original character, but they're in a different role. And I know Slater has been problematic, so I will not be uh, recasting his ass. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. let's let's do that. Let's do uh, Mark Paul, mm. And he, he's I mean. half um, South Asian. So
1: that I
0: think that's, great. Yep. that's the representation. Representation. There we go. There we go. So Slater and Lisa. Uh, then we got uh, Jonathan Majors and Screech. I'm trying to pull up the list. Um now let's go for the 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 Jesse. Jesse to me Jesse should have been a lesbian. Um she gave
1: she had very masculine leading energy, so I can see that.
0: Look, I, I want and I'm trying to think what okay. Mm, see, I don't know if she acts though, because I'm trying to think of a lesbian, not just a lesbian who presents a, a feminine, I want a more butch. Yeah, but I can't think of one off the top of my head who is like within the age range it don't really matter you know, what you acting. know who I'm thinking who is it
1: Portia De Rossi hmm
0: okay 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 you know what in her older age she is very I like her look shit fuck it why not let's go with Portia Shit. Um, okay, so who that leave us with? That leaves us with
1: Kelly, Kelly and Slater and Mr. Belding.
0: Kelly Slater and Mr. Building. <laughs> Kelly. 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 Let's. Oh, fuck dog. That bitch is 26. Um, what's home girl? Dang no. Um, I've been watching Bridget and, and and sis who play Kate. She is so fucking beautiful, but she's younger than what I want. Um okay, Uh okay, let's move on from these. I'll go for um Mr. Building. Um, what's homeboy? boy from Bel Air? Um I always butcher his name. Um Jimmy Akingbola. I'm I'm sure I'm fucking that up as far as pronunciation, but mm-hmm. the guy who played Jeffrey, the okay. um uh Jeff, yes, he that nigga he could kill people for me any day. And I just feel like, yeah, age him up a little bit, put a little gray in his beard and let him be uh building. Okay. Okay, so Lisa, 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 not Lisa, Kelly, Kelly. Um I want to go with an Asian woman. Um And the sad thing, being American, I can't off the top of my head think of too many Asians. And I don't want to go with Lucy Liu because, like, that's a given. I I don't want to go with Sandra Oh.
1: I can think of um, (laughs) Jamie Chung from Lovecraft Country and Ali Wong from Rich Crazy Asians. Ali Wong is funny as shit. Problematic Aquafina.
0: Oh, never. I would never. No, no, no. I would I would much rather <laughs> nope. cast an Asian man to play that part than to cast her. Um, Asian. Mm. See, I like Allie. I think she's pretty. She's funny as shit. Uh, if we're doing dramatic... You know what? I'll go with Allie because I always like to see actors who were maybe typecast or in certain roles switch up and do something entirely different. So I would actually go with Allie... Um, yeah, I would go with Alex. And now, what is that? Zach left. Is it Zach? Slater. Because <clears throat> we got. Martha oh yeah, and no Slater. Zach. Zach is left. <clears throat> Zach
1: is left.
0: Okay. Damn. Okay. Okay. Now let's see. Let's see, audience. I hope y'all shouting at the radio or the computer or the cell phone. Y'all thoughts, but let's see. Uh, Zach, my man. Uh who has the charm and the problematic? Because I want all. The problematic shit from the original series. I want to fold that in some way. I don't want it to be played for laughs. I want to be like, "Zach, you were a fucking horrible person, and we yeah. was only around you because we was popular." Zach, um, Louis Tan. I'm going with Louis Tan. Louis okay. Tan. Um, what the fuck was he in? I know he was in Iron Fist, but he didn't have a main role. What was Louis in that? He's British. I think he's like white and Asian. He presents more Asian. Yeah. He's into the Badlands. Um, he was in Deadpool, too. Sure was. He was Shadow Star. That nigga, that's a good-looking nigga. Asian nigga. That was, that's a good-looking Asian nigga. And his acting is top tier. Um, it just happened that the two leads is uh, the, the body and Clyde are Asian, but I definitely go with Lewis Stan. Lewis and Ali, I love to see them work off each other. Come on now. Wait, was that everybody? So I got Lewis, yeah, that's everybody. Carrie. All right, bet. Shit. All right, you you got me, nigga. God damn. <laughs> I was not uh I was not ready for that. Oh okay okay. What about you? How you feeling? You um you ready? For I'm this? nervous.
1: I am more nervous than a long tail cat in a room full of rocking chairs. Man,
0: I all right. <laughs> I I have a few, I have a few, but I'm thinking, I don't know, I'm thinking with the way you went, I think I'm going to stay in my pocket and I'm going to give you a, damn, how would you do that? Okay, no, that's cool. I want to, I don't want to go '90s. Actually, yeah, let's do that. Let's go, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. Let's recast. It could be serious, you know. What I'm saying it could be a, a, a reboot update of a more comical sitcomy show, but I want you to, uh, and you can do either for the past or for the twenty twenty two. Will and Grace, give me the four leads and, um, uh, shit. What's the name? Or did you watch that?
1: I I did watch it.
0: All right, all right. So um, okay, see, so we me got me
1: Rosario. That. Yep, we have Will Grace, Karen Jack. Okay,
0: uh-huh. um, you can throw us some parents if you want to, but them, them, the main five.
1: I am going to go mm. dramedy in the vein of Sex in the City because um, mm. I want mm. cursing, I want titties, yes. I want dicks, I want a little bit of everything. <laughs> so, for Will Truman, I am going to cast Okay, well. All right, hold on. So I am going to cast my husband in my head, Andrew (laughs) Garfield, as Mm. well. Okay. So I am going to cast as Grace, let me see. I'm going to cast Anne Hathaway as Grace. Yes, yes. For Jack. Ah. Let me see. Okay, for Jack, I want to cast LaKeith Stanfield.
0: mm mm-hmm. Okay.
1: And for... Ooh, okay. I have the perfect Karen. Give me one second. I, want to, I don't want to mispronounce her name. Hold on. All right. So for Karen, I am going to cast... Janelle James of Abbott Elementary.
0: Mm, okay. Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> and for yeah. Rosario the maid, I'm going to cast. Ah, what's her name? Melissa McCarthy.
0: Mm, oh shit! I think she. Yeah. I think she, them two arguing, yeah. That is gold
1: right there. That is gold.
0: Yes. Oh, them motherfuckers would, yes. And she's, you know, a little bit older. Oh, hell yes. I would love to see that. That's some shit I would watch. Keith on there, too, bro. <laughs> yeah. I think Lakeith
1: would turn it out as
0: Jack. Yeah. Yeah. He's very much eclectic enough to pull and that I off. I
1: think. I think this version's Jack would be more fluid opposed to just a label of gay,
0: and I mm-hmm. think
1: Will would be more pansexual. hmm
0: mm-hmm. And to see him and Andrew, that's honestly a pair I would like to see act in anything together, as Lakeith right. and Andrew.
1: I I think I think somebody make it happen. Somebody make it mm-hmm.
0: happen. Like mm-hmm.
1: I just. I feel like they would have chemistry.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Damn, that would be a good. Of... I watch. And I that.
1: think that's a great segue for our main topic. So, will let you bring it, bring the audience, and we're going to get into this main topic, and we're, we're going to chop it up and um, get that engagement when this episode comes out. So, guys, live tweet when you're listening to the show. Live tweet using. GSSR for Gay Side Stories Reimagined. That's the hashtag. When you listen to our episodes each and every month,
0: this is D. It's a D. GSSR. All right. So uh, this installment, we want to talk about a queer a queer content creator um, dealing with and navigating through these creative spaces with your queer identity. And do you think that it helps or hinders you or does it make any difference at all? Uh, me and you have both been at this podcast thing for just like decades, for, right. for a little minute now. And people have come and gone. There have been different types of shows that have popped up and dissipated and whatnot, but <sighs> There, I I think there's no denying that everyone has an identity and at times some are uh, valued above others, but especially right. when it comes to being in a creative space, everything isn't equal. You know, women who are, you know, a little bit sexier might get a little bit more views than, you know, those who may not be as attractive. Well, with people in general, not just women. Right. And so being queer in a space... um. I just want to get into the, how that affects the creativity, be it conception, be it execution, reception from other people. Um, you want to get into it, or you want me to give my uh, uh, LGBT story?
1: Well, <laughs> well, let's bounce off of each other. So I, I yeah. want to tag what you just said. So I think desirability plays a part but I'm gonna speak out of both sides of my mouth because it plays a part, but then it doesn't play a part because if you are fully dimensional and you happen to be good looking, that Mm -hmm. should and mostly work in your favor. But you know, Mm -hmm. we've had conversations, we've seen where someone is conventionally attractive and they can't speak, they can't articulate, Mm -hmm. they don't know what they're doing. They think, oh, I can show up and because most people find me attractive they're automatically going to listen they're automatically going to be engaged they're automatically going to support me as if it's an automatic buy-in based off of a certain presentation
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and i think that is not just within our community like you mentioned i think that is across the board i think that is for every slice every layer of this podcast community, whether it's commercial, whether it's independent, those things have a bearing because let's be honest. Like, if somebody doesn't look a certain, like, I don't want to listen to a podcast and somebody that looks like Rebel Wilson. I I don't. No. I just. Oh. I don't. Yo. Like, what? Well, I don't. I don't want to listen. What? A, no, madam I'm okay. <laughs>
0: I'm just saying, I don't. Yeah. Like that. I mean, and, I get it. I get
1: it. Like, what? What is um, a European white woman that I heard is a horrible person on set? I I mm-hmm.
0: can't. I can't
1: rock with that.
0: I mm-hmm. can't. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I promise, I do. Yeah, it's it's a. I don't know. I feel like it's a a, a double edged sword. I where you're it. damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Um, because there are women and I, oh, so I keep going to women, but, um, just people who are attractive and who may have a lot to say, but your personality, your, um, experiences offline can also affect your creativity. Like, oh yeah, you know, so-and-so is cute, but like, that's all you are. Um, why the fuck would I want to listen to what you have to say or look at your artwork or, you know, unless it's like um, I forget the young lady's name, the rapper who made the comment about the year there was a feature on her album, but because the guy wanted to sleep with her and she didn't agree, like right. it's no longer on her album. And it's like a, that's an extreme example, but it's also a common one it where is. I feel like being queer, having that desirability politics kind of crossing over that being queer. It's I think we're in a space where if you can, regardless to how attractive or unattractive you are, maybe the people, especially in the queer space, if you can play up that homosexuality, that snappy, witty banter, comebacks, reading people like there's going to be tons of women that are going to tune in no matter what. Right. So though I do feel like there is a disconnect when it comes to queer creators there is also a space that we can navigate in a way that um, our heterosexual counterparts cannot. Um, you may say, you know, the, the running gag is like get microphones away from me and don't let me start podcasts. And they're speaking to a specific type of man, but for right. as many of those as there are, if I, and I know this to be true, if I went and rebranded as the carefree gay nerd, and everything out my mouth was, "Ooh, girl, look at him!" And I can't wait to fuck Superman. And this, and that. like, <laughs> I know for a fact, somebody is going to be a listenership for me there, right. Um, Just like being that quote-unquote gay best friend or that gay friend. Like, if you can play up that stereotype, no matter how true it is for you in your own life or not, if right. that can be played up, some you you have a built-in audience with women. Maybe not all women, but a lot of women. A lot of women to-
1: buy into that, and they—that's yeah. their safe zone. And I love mm-hmm. that you bring that up because it—it it, unlocks something that I, I remember, tweeting years ago, where we all deserve a spot at this table. Stop relegating the queer creators to sidekicks, to mm-hmm. you know, one-dimensional one facet type of creators because we're not just that. Some of us are, but not mm-hmm. all of us are. It's like, I think people don't understand queer is not a monolith. And yeah. they, they struggle with that, they struggle with that. There are, there are so many different colors, textures, shapes, sizes to this. And like you mentioned, some of our peers are no longer here. Some of our peers are still here. And there are some of us that kind of share commonalities, and then there are some of us that are completely different. And mm-hmm. that is what is so dynamic because where I, 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 I use this example. So, Curtis, our brother, may he rest in peace,
0: mm-hmm.
1: has one brand of had a brand of podcasting that was very unique and was very relatable and then you had kevin who is another queer solo podcaster that presented something where they have similarities there they couldn't be more different if they tried right and you Mm -hmm. have myself that is you know a, a queer solo podcaster as well that we all do three different things and we do them good and successfully, but Mm -hmm. we're so different. Right. You know, I, I, I think of it like that, like that was, that was such a great thing. And then, you know, we, now we have have Eric from Hung Up Podcast, you Mm -hmm. know, and you know, I don't, I can't, I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of on my, pod, like, I'm not, I don't listen to half as many podcasts that I listened to three or four years ago. So yeah. I don't know, you know, the new kids on the block as far as solo goes. You know, mm-hmm. of course, there are, are duos out there. You know, I'm not calling anybody out, but everyone everyone. Br- oh, <laughs> everyone brings something to the table and, mm-hmm. you know, some people just show up. And right, you know, right. maybe they will grow. Maybe they will, you know, evolve. Who knows? Because, like I say, I, I say this all the time: podcasting is like fashion. One week you in, the next week you out.
0: Come on, yeah. And,
1: you know, we've seen it. We've we've seen the highs. We've seen the lows. We've seen, you know, the landscape change because. Not only are we in an indie landscape, there's so much dichotomy there. There is the black piece, there is the queer piece, there is, you know, we're not in our 20s, we're in our 30s. So mm-hmm. even that, mm-hmm. that 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 has a whole different thing to it. And I, you know, I look at the numbers and the demos. I know that my audience skews. Considerably more female than
0: mm-hmm.
1: men, so yeah. and I don't I don't play into that. I, I just I when I get on the mic, I just I present me and mm-hmm. you know what I want to share with. You. I, I don't water down. I don't put a character on. And I think that people have <laughs> what have felt comfortable with me over these six years. And mm-hmm. I always love it when people like reach out and they're like oh my god when i listen to your show it's like i'm talking to one of my good friends on the phone and they never say oh mm-hmm. like my 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 gay friend they always no right. one prefaces it with that and i and i love that and it's not i'm i'm trying to you know diminish who i am but you know i, I think i said this on you know the last takeover with jackie like i i know i'm a queer man but me being queer mm-hmm. is not the basis of my whole existence everything about me does not revolve around me being queer I'm mm-hmm. never going to try to shove that down anyone's throat and I know you know somebody had said they had listened to that that sounds very all lives matter and it's like I'm not trying to present it that way but mm-hmm. my thing is representation quality equity those things are not just on the backs of queer creators it it, to me the lens i look at things through because first and foremost i'm a man before anything else and then after that i'm black after that i'm latino after that everything else is is there it's like nothing i'm i'm just like it's a it's a balancing act it's a juggling act it's like well, as a as a as a queer content creator, you're faced with are you pandering? Are you not gay enough? And you and I have had these conversations because i not mm-hmm. shared some of the struggles over, you know, the last six years with you. It's like, well, you didn't you say you're all about equality, inclusion, blah, blah, blah. But that guest list didn't sound like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, mm. what the fuck? Yeah. That's
0: so weird to me. That's such a weird. It's it's so- such a weird, yeah. Mm, to say that it's about someone else who is queer, I don't know, I mean I guess everyone is entitled to their own opinion but I don't like this idea that queer people are, have to uphold this particular um uh, presentation when it comes to their art. Like right. it's if you, I don't know I, just, I guess I feel like the same way I feel about black people in general, I, I want us to have Lovecraft Country, I want us to have Empire, I want us to have Southside. I want us to have green leaves. Right. I want an. I want us to have a Tyler Perry and a John Singleton because there is an array of blackness, and we're not not those wigs we, though. You know, not
1: those wigs.
0: <laughs> not the wig. Yeah, he can. He can. He can't updo them wigs. But I, I like. I just even if the idea is John is pandering to straight people with his content, even if that is the idea, my thing is that's not the only podcast out there and right. there's a place for it that not saying that that's even what you're doing but this idea that you are critiquing queer creators who no one is a, is above critique so i get right. that I said part. It all the time. But, i'm
1: not above right.
0: anything i'm gonna tell the motherfucker in a minute i'm i'm reporting on this shit i might be wrong if i'm wrong y'all need to correct me and let that be that right and so but i think it's it's a real weird space to be in when you are critiquing queer creators Uh, surrounding something especially like that when if that is the case and that's how you feel are you also giving that pushback to our heterosexual counterparts thank you because if the only time queer or gay come up for them is Lil Nas X and Boosie into it or or when there's a Gap ad with two dads or there's a Swiffer ad with two women if that's the only time that the straight shows you listen to want to discuss queer issues then you need to keep that same energy with them and not just go for punching down at the motherfucker who you know, I don't know, I just, I can't articulate it completely, but I feel like that's such a shitty way to address someone, especially when, if you listen to the John Effect, I think it's pretty evident (laughs) that this ain't, oh, we're all my straight fat, please press play, it ain't that type of party. It's it's
1: not. Um, Thank you, it's not, that's the thing, it's not. And and I will say this, you know what? I'm going to say that because we will be doing another recording at a later time. And I don't want to spill the beans there. I will say this in the beginning, in the beginning, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say certain things or I would preface it. I would say, just here's a warning, blah, blah, blah. I don't do that anymore because here's the thing. If X, if, if Johnny podcaster, or Sarah Podcaster, who are known to be straight, talk about their sexual escapades or talk about things that they like, and they don't have to preface it. And they, and she's talking about, she wants to suck dick. and He's talking about, he want to eat pussy. And they talking about backseat back shots and be- no, nope, not even skipping a beat. Why should I not have the same empowerment to speak mm-hmm. freely on my platform without fear of ruffling feathers? Mm -hmm. absolutely i i did that and i said you know what i'm not doing that anymore and if i lose a (laughs) listener well i thank you for the time that you did invest into the show this is your out i get it but i'm not doing that anymore i'm not going to stifle who i am on this show Mm -hmm. i'm also not going to shove anything down anyone's throat we should all have the freedom to speak how openly we want on our platforms. I'm not going into explicit graphic detail. I'm going to say the same things in passing that our, our peers say. Like, there have been many a times that I, when I did listen to the podcast, brothers, they would talk in suggestive sexual th- manners, and it's just like, if they can do it, I can do it, too, and I'm going to do it more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it better. How about <laughs> that. Yeah. So
0: I'm okay. with you. She mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, is weird. I don't know. I just... I don't know. Even the in defense of, you know, your statements from before, I still don't think that's necessarily a bad thing that you like preface this, because again, I think people forget that there is a a a there is not a history of homosexual acceptance in America. You may have it in your little pockets and your bubble. There we go. So. For you, especially early on, like podcasting is still relatively new, yes. and things that you said in year one and two, I don't think they can be held against you. I don't know, I, because I feel the same about myself. Though uh, it's comic book focus and it's not a lot of sexual whatever, I do know that I held back a bit more at the beginning with just the explicit way that I talk, saying right. "nigga." talking about a, a, even like a sexual joke or something here and there because like oh what if kids listen fuck that damn this is fuck the goddamn podcast my grown-ass man Dang. this is an explicit podcast like lean into it so I, I get i think it's part of a learning curve and if someone's going to hold 2022 john against the actions or the the caveats of like 2016 2017 john it's like are you going back deliberately to make this comparison, or are you listening through the whole category? And, and are you not realizing that fucking celebrities can, you know, get caught off for bullshit they do, and then do a turnaround? Are you really gonna hold me to a different standard? I don't know. It's weird, right? I think it's very odd. So, so how do you ooh. how do you,
1: how do you navigate? What lens are you looking at
0: things through? Um. It varies. It varies. It honestly depends on what project I'm working on. And I there was a time where I may have been a little bit more shy to admit that. But everybody wears a different hat in different spaces. Yes, you can be consistently you, but especially being a black person and, and having that being a black person from a certain era when code switching was like something that was beat into you. Right. Now kids can probably grow up and say do whatever the fuck they want to and get a job as a fucking, I don't know, tattoo artist on Mars and just make millions of dollars. But I'm from an age where like you had to know how to code switch, you had to know how to navigate, and not only just being black, but being queer. So for me, you, you're going to hear a different version of me on Gay Side Stories than you are going to hear on Carefree Black Nerd. But it's not right. because I'm a different person, it's because the content is different. You're right. going to hear a different person on Carefree Black Nerd then you're going to hear on We Watch This, the movie podcast I have with Cole because when we get to that, it's more of, not necessarily educational, but it's more or less passion behind what we're seeing on screen and how Black people have been represented. So for me, I go into it any project trying to do like John says, what makes sense. If it makes sense, do it. So if me being queer has nothing to do with us reviewing for example, I don't know, shit the best man movie right. if my queerness is not coming up naturally like if i'm not having a thought like oh, okay this does relate to x y and z i'm not going to force it but i'm going to make sure it be known that niggas who listen and this is what time it is there's been plenty right. of times where i was talking about i want to you know fuck this nigga in the ass or some shit something just off the wall on a show where right. it's like you going to get what you're going to get. So for me, it's more or less looking at the project, not even necessarily the audience, and doing what makes sense. Now, if we're going over something and let's say, I don't know, there's a, I don't know, fictional disease and... If the idea of this relating to not only COVID, but also maybe the way in which that gay black men and people of color were treated when, you know, the AIDS epidemic started. Like, if it's something like that that makes it so I can fold into it, sure. But I'm not just pulling queerness out of my ass for the sake of doing it. Because it's like, there's enough program. This fucking show, like, if you want to hear me talk about gay shit, I will definitely tell you gay side stories. Now, you can go listen to tons of that shit. Right. But I'm not going to force it because every space for me does not require that of me. I can just be a queer person and have some thoughts. And so everything that is, like you said before, everything about me is not centered around being queer. That's an aspect of my person. But mm-hmm. I um, but I ain't going to hold you up. If, if I can use this shit to my benefit, if I can give me a fucking a deal, I'm definitely... You know, I'm playing up a little bit because right what I ain't gonna do a Stop no bag if I can't
1: get it. But I'm, and that and I think that is the great thing because that show you just really honed in that you have range and not every content creator, not every creator, has that type of range that they can put themselves in all of these different situations. And I kind of wanted to piggyback on that. How do you approach the collaborations that you do? Let's say you are, you know, guesting on a a, a podcast or doing a video or a content creation with someone else that is not queer. Do you feel that they're reaching out to you to to check off a box that says, oh yeah, worked with a gay guy or did this.
0: How do you look at that? I don't, I don't, I don't have that experience. Like, cause a lot of times, and this is not like a brag. Cause I think we've even mentioned this before. A lot of times people do not assume that I'm queer they uh, in my right. real life and in podcast life. And I'm like, Ooh, okay. Well, and then I'll say some off the wall shit. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Like Britney Spears in that interview with, uh, Oh, when well she didn't know Brian C. She thought Brian yeah. C. was gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? That shit is in my head. So I don't I don't really the I'm, I'll say I'm lucky enough that the collaborations that I've had to me, they've always been genuine, even if they haven't always been like extremely great. Right. Um, I know I had one with these uh, straight guys and I don't think they were checking off a box because of the queer aspect, because I, I, they didn't they weren't aware until we started recording. But I think it was more or less my content it was like, okay, we've worked with this guy. And not mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm this big prize, but I think it was more or less like, okay, so we've done this collaboration. Because right. when something something gay is, that came out and we were doing a video recording of a podcast and they just like kind of paused once. Like, they recovered real good. Right? <laughs> I'm going to give them that. They recovered like really well. But no, I don't, I don't think I've ever been in that space. I would like to think I'm someone who would be able to catch that Right. Like, recognize that that's what it is. And if there's no money involved, I'm not going to play into right, what you of course. want. I'm definitely going to... You know. I get
1: it. So I will say this. Um, it, it's it been interesting. It, it has been interesting over these six years. And, and I think that is why I even came to my, my, one of my taglines, I'm not collaborating if it doesn't make sense. Because there have been times where people have wanted to collaborate with me solely on the fact that you know I'm openly queer and uh-huh. sometimes I'm like I I get I'm not here to educate I'm not here to teach I you're not paying me I don't want you to pay me mm-hmm. I I don't need th- that responsibility on my shoulders so I don't feel mm-hmm. that you know I should be the voice for all of the queer content creators in the podcast universe it's not that and sometimes that rubs me the wrong way but then I'm just like okay ignorance sometimes is bliss I get it but I don't get it and then there are some times that you know they're like we just want you we just want to collaborate with you because we want to collaborate with you we don't care mm-hmm. um, what your preference is because it's not about that it's about honest conversations, because I feel like people know when you are going to collaborate with me, I'm going to be honest. I am going to just bring who I am, and I'm not ever going to be overbearing. Um, Now, I will say I am, I do, how can I say this? When I do collaborate, let's say I'm collaborating on a notoriously straight show, I'm not going to shrink myself But certain Mm -hmm. jokes I would have made on my own show are not necessarily going to be something that I would, you know, spew out on a show that I'm guesting on. It's the same like with your song, like you're you are going to do certain things on being a feature than you would do different on your own song. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's also about it's also about, you know, fitting into the mold of what that collaboration is like. I'm not lead vocalists on this like this is it like i'm not doing my part of lady barbara and i'm on the hook on this you know <laughs> collaboration over here so i'm gonna yeah. lead with it, rock with it i'm gonna play off your energy because that's one thing i i, I don't want to do is i don't want anyone to ever think oh john was on the show and we can't have john on the show because he's going to try to upstage us and i'm like nah it's not like that <laughs> I, I don't rock like that. And I think early on that was a misconception that um yeah he gonna show us up on our own show. It. I that's not what I do. Like I don't I don't do that. And if you feel that way, I apologize, but that is never my intention because I'll I'll just say this and you, you and I have had this conversation offline that I've been featured
0: mm-hmm. on. A few
1: Recordings that have never made the light, yeah. of it. and I'm just like, okay, well, thanks, but yeah,
0: yeah, it's yeah, that is weird. It's I, I get I it's it. It's but yeah, it's. So uh, anything weird. else
1: before we close out this dynamic episode of Gay Side Stories?
0: No, just uh, I would encourage people to be a little bit more um, open minded and be a little bit more self-reflective when you are critiquing queer people. Not to say we are above critique, but to just be a little bit more mindful, right? Um, especially in the creative space, because a lot of times... If you're not painted into this queer box where, oh, he could do hair, oh, he could do nails, oh, I know that's changing and it has changed, but a lot of times you get stuck in this way that people perceive you. It's like you have more to offer than just that. And let's not judge you solely off of my preconceived notions. So keep that in mind, y'all.
1: Ray, well, before you take us out, let the listeners know where they can find you.
0: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, Carefree Blur. That's the most immediate way to get in touch with me. I uh, got a shit ton of the hashtags. Talk about a lot of shit. Live sweet a lot of stuff. If you got something to say, let me know. I'm always down for conversation, um, until I'm not. So, and uh, <laughs> carefree black nerd everywhere else, Instagram, and uh, oh, carefree Blood on TikTok. Yeah, hit me up on there. I'm trying to be a little follow bit more my guy on TikTok. <laughs> yo,
1: yo, one of your most mm. recent, um. Moon Knight, TikToks, I was really yeah. over here, Millie Rocky, I was like, okay, I want to talk we right. two things <laughs> together, but
0: I was like, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying, but you're going to see, but yeah, hit me up on there, you know what I'm saying, and listen to the podcast, you can find some shit you like, you know, um, and make sure to come back to this one and keep revisiting Gay side Stories, There's a, we have a fucking back catalog, listen to that Dude. shit. We do. Get caught up. And we man. are
1: only getting better as each month yes. passes. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm going to pat us Come both on. on the back. We on. are only getting better hey. each every month. And yeah. the feedback that we get,
0: I was like,
1: y'all like us. Y'all really like Right.
0: Us? <laughs> Thank you. True. True. Thank you. Lorraine, true. Mm, true. take us out with something nerdy. Something nerdy. All right. Um, Dr. Strange on his way. Moon Knight is here. Uh, Actually, let's do this. Okay, listeners, if you made it this far, which you should have, I would like for you all to use the hashtag GSSR and let us know. Let us know as this collective, what is your most anticipated Marvel property? Be it Dr. Strange, be it Moon Knight, though it's going on right now, be it She-Hawk, Echo, whatever. Since y'all listening in and y'all fuck with us for real, let's use that hashtag GSSR and let us know what Marvel or even DC property you're most excited for. Because maybe we can kind of fold that into another episode. But I do want the people to give some feedback because you know, I'm the nerdy nigga and I want to see. I want to see. I'm good for Poland, nigga. So yeah. Alright, um, we will see
1: you guys in May. Um, and we will definitely probably be talking about some Doctor Strange. So you know, for sure, for sure, for sure. Until next time, niggas <laughs> and Justin, bro. <laughs> The lens. I write the script and I set the trends Eat up the floor like I'll eat your twins. It was after all along You, you said
0: it's your pussy dimension Bitch you must have pussy dimension I'm your creator, I am the legend Your no pussy lion, my pussy symbol Supreme witch, a mean bitch Supreme witch, a mean bitch Supreme
1: witch, a mean bitch you fell off in 2017 bitch you ain't the only witch here you ain't the only bitch here you ain't the only witch here you ain't the only bitch here witch 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 witch, witch. and I killed Sparky too <laughs>